Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast. And on this episode, we did a back pain presentation and we got into, um, you know, stretches that probably are making you worse. Um, often we see people and the exercises that they're given are actually not helping them at all and actually keeping them feeling the same way, which is why you see people with um, back pain for years and years and years without having like full resolution because more than likely they're stretching the wrong way. We tight, we typically want to stretch a muscle that is tight and the muscle typically is just the symptom. And we've got to get into why that muscle is tight. And that's what this, this talk is going to get into. We're going to talk about the sources of pain um, and you've got to get to the source of what it is um, and all the different types of pain that we can feel and which one you might be um, experiencing. We get into why treatments um, are not working and the common exercises that we're given that, um, that don't work as well. So check out this um, presentation and at the end, make sure you stay tuned for a special offer. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. Hey guys, my name is Stephanie. Crowley. I am a physical therapist in the Dallas, um, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, I'll talk a little bit about me and then I'll hand it over to Jose so he can give you a little bit of his background as well. Um, he's an RM, but he's the founder of a really cool, cool office called, um, Regen IV wellness. So there's a lot of cool things that he does. So, um, I have been a physical therapist for about 20 years. I don't know how I don't feel that old. <laughs> to be practicing for 20 years, but I love it. I've always been interested in the body and how it works and figuring out like why something happens. And, um, I did a lot of my training, um, after I finished PT school and in a program called, um, mechanical, mechanical diagnosis therapy, or they call it McKenzie, McKenzie therapy. And, uh, um, that I, I just, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about, um, the back as the neck, as well as a lot of, a lot of other things. So it's super interesting. Um, and our topic today will be back pain and sciatic pain. Um, you could be stretching the wrong way. And so we're going to get into a lot of that. And then also just learning some, you know, more natural solutions to give you results that will last. So, um, Jose, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am in my fifth year of nursing. I started my career as a fireman paramedic in 2009, and I transitioned to nursing as a paramedic um, as a way to kind of work and feed my family as I was trying to get myself through chiropractic school. That was my end goal. That has since kind of fallen by the wayside um, with everything that's been going on with Regen. Um, so now I'm just kind of working on my nurse practitioner um, and hope to be done in a couple of years with that. Um, I started my wellness journey as chronically fatigued and I was like 20, 30 years old, um, 29, 30 years old. And lo and behold, I was uh, toxic with metals and um, I wasn't supporting my detox pathways. My methylation, methylation cycle was completely off. 
Um, so I just kind of support, started supporting myself that way and detoxing and um, kind of turned my, turned my, my wellness around. Um, and I was introduced by ozone, by, to ozone by my chiropractor. Um, that kind of led me down a rabbit hole of research and I came out here. <laughs> Um, so I went to, during nursing school, I did an internship at a um, very well-known functional medicine practice in Grapevine um, and worked there for about nine months and then um, went to work for a few other infusion companies and noticed that they were all being run and operated by uh, lay people with no medical experience. And then I was kind of just sat, um, then sit right with me taking orders from somebody that, you know, has no medical experience and you know, watching them mix the bags, it's like, uh, um, something wrong with that. And so my wife was, was like, well, why don't you start your own place? I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so here we are. Um, I went to ozone training under Dr. Schallenberger in Reno, Nevada. He's the president of the American Academy of Ozone Therapy. And then I did, um, I took an IV nutrient course in San Diego under a network of naturopath doctors and uh, medical doctors. And then I also took an orthomolecular um, biologics course um, here in Dallas and uh, a few years ago, probably uh, 2019. Um, and so all of that, of we've kind of been um, utilizing all of what, all the training that I've taken here. Um, with prolozone and combining it with platelet-rich plasma to kind of um, treat and uh, support musculoskeletal injuries. And that's where, that was my introduction to, uh, I also, you know, as a paramedic and um, fireman, had some uh, pretty traumatic stuff uh, throughout my career um, that resulted in some pretty chronic back pain and um, ended up getting an MRI and it had, uh, kind of explained why it was a five uh, millimeter left paracentral T89 disc herniation um, that was the causation of my pain. Um, and so when I was at the Katsanis Institute, I had, uh, they did uh, some prolozone injections on me that left me pain-free for about 12 weeks. Um, and at the end of those two weeks, I was like, all right, it's back. <laughs> and they're like, well, we told you you should have done it, you know, two more weeks. It, consecutively for you know a month uh separated by two weeks i was like yeah um so we did prp the next time and that left me pain-free for about nine months um so that was my um first-hand experience with prozone and prp and the benefits of, of having those done cool and i know we're going to talk more about that here um as we go through kind of our presentation so um some just some statistics because that's I love statistics, but 75 to 85 percent Americans will have back pain in their lifetime. Um, I, I honestly think that everyone will probably have some sort of back pain stiffness in their lifetime. Um, but back pain is not due to weight gain. A lot of times we'll all hear like, oh, it's because I've gained weight. That's why I have my back pain. And there's actually no research supporting this. Um, and honestly, I don't really have people coming into my office that are really, really big that, um, that have back pain. <laughs> Usually it's people that, um, you know, are, are average weights or, or a normal weight that are the ones that have most back pain. And we'll talk more about why that is. 
Healthcare costs has ris- have risen over 50% in the last 10 years for back pain. So we spend about $50 billion a year on back pain, yet we still don't have a solution. We're still not, we're, we're continuing to have back pain, even if we do, you know, surgeries and, and injections and some of those things. Um, healthcare costs is about 60% higher when you have back pain. Um, and usually one back surgery leads to a second and a third surgery. Um, and I think it's, it's crazy and and we'll get into like why that happens as well. Um, and we do 200% more back surgeries in this country compared to other countries, which I think is crazy. So here's some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to get into pain pills, medications, injections, and, and surgeries and why they don't work. Um, what are some other solutions such as PRP, um, which we're going to get into that. Um, why MRIs and, um, or any kind of imaging can lead you down to more unnecessary procedures. Um, what are the common mistakes made with treating the back pain that you need to avoid? So some of the things that we see, like cookie cutter things that we see um, with people um, when they go to get treatment elsewhere. Um, what are some simple exercises to help resolve your pain, as well as things you could do that might be creating some of your back pain? And then what healthcare providers miss in helping you get back to living your life and staying active and mobile? So these are the topics that um, we're going to talk about. So some of the causes of lower back pain. Um, so if we think of, of things that we do repeatedly, so repeated postures, whether it's sitting or if we're doing something um, repetitive, like at work, um, like we're always bending to pick things up. Um, these are things that will eventually catch up with us because it's kind of like if you pull your finger back and you pull the joint in a position that it doesn't like to be in and you hang it there out there day after day, year after year, that joint doesn't like being in that position. And we have to have balance in that joint. So, um, if we're doing a lot of bending type activities, we need to offset some of those. Otherwise, we have an imbalance within the joint and that creates problems. People that are sedentary typically will have more back pain, um, poor bending postures. Um, and we bend forward 3,500 to 4,000 times per day. So we need to offset some of that stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. So what are some of the myths um, with back pain? So one of the common things is, oh, strengthen your core and that's going to fix your back pain. Not necessarily like you've got to fix, you got to get to the source of why it's happening, get that fixed and then go to the core strengthening. If you go directly to core strengthening, you're still going to have problems. Um, losing weight also does not fix back pain. We've, I've actually had people that are like, I lost like 15 pounds and actually my back pain's gotten worse. <laughs> so, um, it's not something that will really, um, do anything to fix the back pain. Poor hamstring flexibility is not the problem. We hear this all the time, like just stretch your hamstrings. Um, that's attached to your hips. So that's creating some of the imbalances in your back. Not true. Um, and massage is not a solution. This usually treats the symptoms. So people say like, my muscles are so tight. I feel like they're spasmed. Um, I feel like I just need to stretch them. And honestly, the, the, the muscle is just a symptom of something else that's going on. So if you don't, if you can fix the root cause of what it is, that muscle will just completely relax and go to go back to normal. So Jose talked a little bit about, I know you talked a little bit about your story there, but if you want to go into a little bit more depth of your back pain story. Yeah. Um, so I've been, (laughs) since learning what I've learned, I've been on a quest to kind of you know, treat this, the causation of it, which is the herniated disc. And um, in my research, I've found a few things that will help kind of 
reduce the inflammation and kind of bring that disc back into uh, equilibrium. Um, and PRP is one of those, as well as our exosomes. Um, um, and so and ozone can also be a part of that, um, but we don't do any intradiscal disc uh, injections here. We have to, we refer that out to um, uh, doctor's offices that have the equipment to do that. But in the interim, um, certainly helping supporting the, the structure, the supporting structures like the ligaments that, because think of it as a rubber band, that rubber band keeps getting stretched and stretched, eventually it loses its elasticity. And so with, with ozone, it kind of helps them go in there and um, we prepare it with uh, prolozone that kind of, it's kind of like fertilizing um, the surrounding tissues and then putting the ozone in there. It helps just reduce the inflammation um, and helps with the cellular regeneration at the, at the cellular level. And so that kind of helps uh, treat the symptoms and some of the causations with the mechanical um, aspect of it. Um, and, oh, go back, go ahead. Um, and PRP, I mean, is, is very similar with helping uh, regenerate those, those cells and tissues. So I was gonna kind of get into like the DISC model and, the, and um, kind of what we see in physical therapy and how we can help. So we have this DISC so, and um, so this is like, move this out of the way. This is like a normal DISC. So we have kind of what I call like gel and the center of it. And then we have rings that go around this disc and these rings keep everything intact. And then off to the side are the nerves are off to the side. And then in the center is the spinal cord. And then there's the thick ligament right through here, which will basically just kind of protects anything from hitting the spinal cord. Um, and then we have, you know, our bone structures. So essentially what happens is we can think of like, go back to my um, example of we bend 3,500 to 4,000 times per day. So if we think of that um, bending and we're bending forward here is where we put the pressure through here, we can start moving the material off to the side um, because we're always bending. Usually it'll go to the right or the left. You can have it where it's pretty equal on the, uh, um, on the, um, between your back, but usually one side's hurting more than the other side. And so if all these rings are intact, then what we do in physical therapy is we figure out where, where it is and we use movements to kind of move everything back, move everything away, away, back away from that nerve. You can have herniations to the back. You can have herniations to the side. You can have herniations to the front. You can have herniations anywhere around the disc. The most common part is posterior lateral. That's the most common herniation. It happens about 80% of the time. And then laterals can be anywhere between like 15, 20%. And then herniations forward, um, it's really only like two, 3%. We don't get very many of them. We do see them, but we don't get very many of them. When you're, when you've like ruptured the rings that go around it, that's what they call disc extrusion. And that's when the materials moved out and away from um, the, um, has moved away from the inside and, and you actually have a, like a, a tear where it's actually moving beyond the borders of those rings. That's extrusion. These typically are gonna need surgery. I can tell you, I've probably only seen um, one or two of these in my lifetime. 
doesn't happen very often, but they present very differently. So if you can tell me that you can change your position and make it better and worse, we pretty much know that everything's intact and that, that we can get some resolution out, out, out with from this. We can even get resolution when you have compression against the nerve. Um, and that's something that we, we can get resolution for as long as everything is intact. We can actually put pressure and do exercises to kind of move it off the nerve. Then you can have where you have pieces that are, that are like a pieces come off the, um, the disc that's called, um, disc sequestrian. And that's again, very rare. Um, and you will have to have surgery for those, those cases, but I'm telling you, I would say like 80%, 90% of the cases that go to surgery probably could have been prevented from some conservative type type treatment. If you can get to the right people. Um, you don't need to necessarily have surgery. We've, we have saved many people that actually had surgery scheduled and pulled them out of surgery because they were, um, feeling better because we were able to help them and get some resolution. And I can certainly attest to, uh, the movements and exercises that you guys have shown me have helped tremendously, um, my injections. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's a good combination because what you guys do is really help with the healing piece of it. And what we do is give education as to why you're, what you're doing throughout the day that might be giving you some problems and then giving you exercises based on that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things when we look at, when we're looking at like back pain, we've got to figure out like where the, where does it, where's the source coming from? Um, you can have issues in your back, um, that come from, your thoracic spine. Um, you can have issues that comes from your back and you can have issues that come from your hips that could be creating your back pain. So we've got to really figure out like, where is the source coming from? And I always tell people like where the side of the pain is, is often not where the source of the problem is coming from. So we've got to really look at the whole big picture of it. And my first phase of physical therapy really is looking at the mobility. How does how does the body move? How do the joints move? How's the back moving? How's the thoracic spine moving? How are the hips moving? Any of those not moving very well, you're going to get compensation down the chain. And we've got to address that. Then we can look at once we've addressed that piece, then we can look at the muscle imbalance, the movement habits, because when you have been in pain for so long, you've you probably are a not using the right muscles because if there's pain somewhere, you're not going to be able to fire correct muscles. So we've got to look at the, the movement and balances, getting the strength and things back. Once we get the mobility back, um, there can be muscle tightness. So when you can have tightness in your hips, your IT band, your hamstring, your quads, that can be symptoms that literally like once when you fix the, the, the root cause, everything like, I mean, literally your hamstring can like get flexibility like that because the hamstring tightness was literally a symptom of something else that was going on. Um, and, but sometimes whatever's left over once when you've looked at the mobility and the muscle imbalances, there can be some tightness because when you have pain in certain areas that have been there for so long, the muscles will tense up and protect around it. So you have to sometimes release, release that once when we kind of gone through the, the first two steps. Now, if you just go directly to the massage and you work that and you're not getting to the root cause the tightness comes back again, which is why when you go and get a massage and then a day later or two hours later, your pain returns is because that's the symptom. The tightness is a symptom. You got to get to the root cause. 
Um, and then we get into the postural habits, really your everyday habits. So once we know what's going on, we can really give you an education as to what you're doing throughout the day that might be causing your problems, bring, bring an awareness around that and giving you um, ideas of how to continue to do what you're doing with maybe some modifications, or let's hold off on doing this for the short term so that we can get back to it so we can allow for enough healing. So you really have to look at all these pieces. And if you mix them up in different orders, you're going to be missing the boat, um, which is what we see a lot with like other physical therapy. They'll go to just soft tissue or they'll go to um, just the muscles, um, and they won't address the mobility. You go to a chiropractor and they adjust the mobility, but then they don't look at the muscle imbalances or the tightness or some of the posture habits and giving you education around that. So you really have to get the whole package for it to, to really, um, work. So these are some of my favorite, um, one of my favorite slides because it's so educational. So how do we know, um, when, injections will work or won't work medications or injections. And then these are different. This is not talking about the PRP, which is more natural things to help with healing. These are just injections and medications that are almost always offered as a solution to your problem. So we feel pain in six ways. We have mechanical pain. We have thermal pain. We have chemical pain. We have neuro pain, which is like nerve pain. And then other categories will be autoimmune, chronic stress, emotion. So these are all different ways that we have pain. And the thing is, is in our healthcare system, we like to treat the symptoms. So we're going to go and, oh, we have pain here. It must be chemical. So let's go and throw an injection at it and see if that helps. Um, and that's essentially, or some medications and let's see if that helps. So how do we know if it's going to be something, a chemical pain, which is where you would address chemical pain is where you would address injections and medications. So I'm not completely against having medications. I'm not completely against steroid injections, but if it's the only thing that you're doing and we're not asking questions to critically think to see if like, if this is going to help, then it's, a, it's just a waste of time and money. Plus you're putting chemicals in your body that maybe you didn't have to put in. So when you have chemical pain, chemical pain pr presents very differently. So it's like, when you have inflammation in the body, you have that achy, throbby, constant type of pain. Um, think of like you have a kidney infection and you can't move in any position to make it better or worse. You just have that throbbing pain in your back, but it's really a kidney infection. So you can use medications, chemicals to address that kidney infection to take the pain away, which will help. But ultimately, if you don't fix the infection, then you're just treating the symptom of the pain, even though the, the medications are working. Well, that's the same thing with the back. So instead of like a kidney infection, we have this back pain and we might have some pain that, that's addressed with that back pain. But if there's something that is more mechanical going on, meaning you're not moving the right way, there's things that physical therapy can kind of address all those different mobility, strength, soft tissue, um, um, all those different things that we can address, that's the mechanics of it, of how your body works. And that's when you can get to someone that's really good. They can figure those pieces out. So the questions you can ask yourself to determine if it's chemical or mechanical are, can you change your position and make your pain better or worse? Does your pain come and go? So if it's chemical, think of like that achiness from that kidney infection that you have in your back, you can't change your pain to make, to make any, any changes in your back. Like it's that throbbing, aching pain. 
like that's when you have that constant pain. That's when, when medications and injections should be something that we should be talking about. Now, when you can change your pain and your pain comes and goes, chemicals don't just come and go like that. That's when you need to go and look at finding a solution, someone that can really understand what's going on to give you some, some, some things to give you a solution of what's going on. So that's how you can determine between those two. Thermal pain would be like burns and sunburns. So we can take that off the table. Let's get into nerve pain. So you can have nerve pain um, in several ways. So you can have nerve pain where you have a disc that pushes up against the nerve. Um, and how we would treat that would be very different than if you had a nerve pain because something has scarred down on the nerve. So what if you don't distinguish between the two, you're, you're going to be missing the boat with treatment. So a lot of times I'll find physical therapists, we'll do the leg, let's do some nerve glides and glide the nerve and see if we can get some help that way. And in reality, it really irritates the crap out of them because the nerve isn't, isn't scarred down to try to get it to start gliding. The nerve is being compressed against something, compressed from a, um, a disc, or you can have um, muscle compression, can compress against the nerve and give you some nerve pain as well. You've got to take the compression off and figure out, again, what's the source of, of, of where the pain's coming from and, and come up with a solution that way. So that's what nerve pain is, is any kind of um, compression on a nerve, scarring on the nerve that will produce this pain. And it's very different than, um, than like muscle pain, um, very different. And then other categories that we have to look at too as well are autoimmune type conditions. There are people that will have pain um, because they have some sort of autoimmune type condition. And usually we're not finding patterns with people when this happens. So when you have mechanical pain, there are very consistent patterns. We've seen this before. We know the patterns. Um, it, it's very, it pre prevents very consistent. Autoimmune is very inconsistent. Um, their pain can be all over the place. It can be in one location. It changed to this location. You can't, there's no objectives that you can really find to figure this out. I start thinking of like, okay, tell me a little bit more about what's going on. Like, are you having any stomach issues? Are you noticing bloating? Are you noticing a lot of fatigue? Um, and all of a sudden I'll be like, yes, yes. Like, how did you know? Cause you can just tell like the symptoms are not mechanical and there's probably an autoimmune type type response that needs to be addressed in a completely different way that that is more of a diet related thing that we have to get to. Cause again, we've got to get to the source of the problem. And then we have emotions, chronic stress, those kind of things, the emotional component to things. These are also very different. They will be feel fantastic. They'll have, they can have a lot of mechanical stuff. They feel better when they leave. They, it can last for a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're like, my symptoms came back and you're like, that's really weird. Like with a vengeance. And you start asking them more questions, like when did this happen? And then they start telling you, well, this big thing happened at work and I got super stressed and then boom, like my pain came and I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. So there's stress with that. So, so then we have to start having a conversation around that, or they'll tell us like, well, when I go away on vacation, I don't understand. I feel so much better and I didn't have any pain and I felt fantastic. As soon as I got home again, my pain returned. That is an emotional component that needs to be addressed. Like we have to go and get you to some cognitive behavior type therapy to get to the source of, of what you're associating, whatever it is in your life that's coming and manifesting in your body as pain. So these are the six categories. And, and this is like kind of 
you have to get to the source of which one it is. Otherwise you're just treating a symptom and you're not getting anywhere. And that's why we get a lot of people that are very frustrated and, and with back pain and really any, any pain because they, they've been trying all these different things, but no one's really explaining why it's happening and getting to the source of what it is. So let's talk about PRP because that's different. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> PRP is probably one of the like, man's greatest gifts to himself. <laughs> um, we are, the human body is just miraculous because it is able to heal itself if it's given the right uh, tools and nutrients and um, protocol and, and procedures. So uh, PRP, we take a large amount of your own blood, uh, about, about 60 cc's, spin it in a centrifuge, concentrate, and we extract about seven and a half cc's of pure platelet-rich plasma. And what is inside that pure um, platelet-rich plasma is epidermal growth factors, stem cells, some osteoblasts, um, and cytokines, anti-inflammatory cytokines that help reduce inflammation and promote wound healing and tissue uh, regeneration. Um, we kind of, we combine prolozone and PRP together. A lot of people don't, some people do. Some people just start off with prolozone and if that doesn't um, help or help enough, then they'll, we'll kick it up to PRP. Um, but we always will potentiate the PRP with ozone. Um, but the prolozone part is uh, a specific combination of an anesthetic called procaine or marcaine. Um, dextrose, which is basically sugar, B-complex, B12, um, bioishum minerals, um, a little bit of sodium bicarb, and, uh, and two homeopathic um, medica medications called zeal and, and trumeal. Um, and that all goes into a syringe, and that's kind of like our pretreatment. Um, so we'll, we'll do an injection, push a little, about a 1cc of a prolozone uh, cocktail, and then um, unscrew the syringe from the needle while it, we leave the needle in place, and then we follow it up with the PRP, and then we follow that up with uh, ozone gas. And um, just really great results with that combination. Um, oftentimes, we've had people come in for a one and done, and that's that's a pretty good um, expectation if your injury is recent or mild. Um, if it's a chronic issue or a long time injury, um, you probably could expect about three of those, uh, three treatments. Um, and then it's just uh, one, once a year or every six month maintenance um, injection. Some people don't need it, uh, don't need maintenance. And some people are, are good for, for a unless they get a re-injury or um, something else happens. But uh, that, that's been our experience with um, the PRP injections. So let's go into like why surgery leads to more surgeries. Um, so typically what happens is when you go in and you have surgery, they're basically cutting pieces out of you. Um, and they'll start out with like, we're going to do a very conservative surgery and 
it's going to be like a laminectomy or discectomy. And they're basically just cutting pieces or making more space for you essentially is what, what they're doing. But most of the time people aren't really sure like why, um, why they hurt, why, what they did to hurt in the first place. So if you don't have education as to what you did or what you're doing throughout the day that might be creating some of your problems, you go back to those same habits. And if you go back to those same habits, eventually all of a sudden it's like, I hurt again. Um, and then the doctors are like, okay, well, we need to have another surgery. I thought this would probably happen. So now we need to do a more, more serious surgery. Let's go in and maybe do a fusion this time. So, and then that's typically kind of what happens. We had, um, a guy one time and he, um, he came to us and he was um, literally on the, the surgeon's table and got off the table and said, I don't want to do this. And this is kind of the story of like what happened. So he was at the, the doctor's office initially and he had said, you know, have you had back pain before? And he was like, yes, um, I had it, you know, I've had it off and on for 10 years. And he goes, okay, have you tried physical therapy? He goes, yeah, I did. But that was like six years ago. And he's like, okay, well, check that box. He's tried physical therapy. And he said, okay, well, I think we need to do surgery then. You've tried everything. And so he went and, and was sitting in the um, office and in the office, like waiting to have surgery with all these other people. And he was asking them questions and he was like hearing, you know, they were all on their second and third surgery. This was his first back surgery. And he was like, okay, that's kind of giving me some, mm, I'm not really sure if I really want to do this. So he was on the table and the nurses said, so what's your pain level right now? And he said, well, I don't have any pain. And they go, what? you don't have any pain? He goes, no, I told the doctor, I don't have pain in the morning. I have pain kind of as the day goes on. And the nurse's faces were kind of a little shocked that he like was totally spooked. And he says, the, the surgeon comes in, he says, ah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do the surgery. So he happened to find her office. And I think it was like six treatments and he was um, feeling fantastic and literally like doing amazing. Like it, it didn't take much. It was an easy one. And he was about to have surgery. So um, you have to be careful. Um, it's not to say that we are completely against surgeries. Um, I, I just think the surgeries are done way too much and there's, um, there's better options out there for people. Um, it's definitely there as a last resort and it should be your last resort. So MRIs, why do they lead to more procedures? Um, so essentially this is how I describe when you look at the research on MRIs, it's not great. So if you take a hundred people and you have no, um, like you have no symptoms whatsoever. You're 100% like pain-free, no problems. When you go and do an MRI, 60 to 80% of those people of the hundred people will show something. They will show herniated discs. They will show degenerative changes that are happening. They could show bone spurs. They could show, um, meniscal tears in the knee. They can show rotator cuff tears in the shoulder. Um, they can show labral tears in the hip. These are fully functional no pain and 60 to 80% of them are showing something. So as we get older, we're going to show more things. So just, just like when they say like, oh, you have some arthritis or you have some degenerative changes. That's kind of like saying, as we get older, oh, you have wrinkles on your face. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, it's just what happens when we get older, we get wrinkles on our face. Is it bad? I mean, yes, we probably want to get the wrinkles off our face. That's another story, but there it's not harmful the wrinkles on the bones, um, and having degenerative changes is that's what it is. It's just like, you're getting older. So it doesn't necessarily mean that that's where your pain's coming from. Literally. We have a patient coming in 
um, tomorrow. And we saw her on Monday to like sit down, have a conversation with her. Um, and she had back pain, went and did um, a Rosti, which is a deep tissue, soft tissue massage. They never did an evaluation on her. Not at all. Didn't ask her any questions, just got to work. And literally like all of a sudden she had back pain, went to leg pain, went to fit drop and three visits. And they're like, oh, we need to send you to neurosurgeon. They did an MRI. They couldn't find anything on the MRI. And I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and so they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they did a back MRI. They did a thoracic spine MRI. They did a hip MRI. They did a knee MRI. I, I kid you not. They did all these MRIs trying to figure out what's going on. And I sat down and, you know, she sent me this whole list of, of, of like everything that had gone on chronologically. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic. I just need to ask a few questions around this. Cause I, at this point I thought maybe her, her nerve was scarred down and you're really not going to see that on MRI at all. Um, and now I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's, she's a lateral. I think she has a lateral herniation. Um, and it'll be fun to, to, to move her and really figure it out, but we're going to be able to figure it out from just moving her and asking her questions. We already have a pretty good indication of what potentially is going on. And she's been to like four different doctors with all these, all these imaging procedures. And they literally want to do surgery on her back, her hip, her knee, and her ankle. I kid you not. They want to do surgery on her back, hip, knee, and ankle because they, they're, they're wanting to go down the nerve path. And I'm like, this is an L4, L5, like herniation because she has foot drop and her big toe doesn't raise. Like it's clearly there's, it's, it, it started in the back. She had back issues. So they just can't find it on MRI. doesn't mean it's not there. You can have people that image and show nothing. And you can have people that image and show a lot of things, but you know, the person that shows nothing has a lot of pain. And the person that shows, um, that shows everything has no pain. So you just can't rely on MRIs. And if there's something that is there, they're like, oh, that's what it is. We need to go and do a procedure for this. And that's typically what happens. I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't understand how you can have a 10 minute conversation with a doctor for them to figure out what's going on when you're not really sure what happened. Like if you fell, you broke your arm. Yeah, we did an x-ray okay, there's a fracture. We got it. We know what's going on. That's easy. But when you're not sure what's going on, which is 80% of the people that come through the offices, I'm not sure what I did. It just started hurting one day and it's gotten progressively worse. That's typically what happens. A 10 minute conversation is not going to be able to figure it out. And that's part of the problem of what's going on. So one of the things here, you know, I always say posture plays a big role in back pain. So think of our spine, if we're all rounded, so we're rounded through here, and this is how we're staying, you know, my gosh, COVID, Tom, like we had a slew of people that had issues because their routines completely changed. They're sitting longer at their desk. They aren't walking down the hall to go to the bathroom. They're walking two feet to go into the bathroom that's connected to the room that they're working in. And then they're back on, on the computer doing Zoom um, you know, meetings and things like this. So when you're in these postures, we have to have a good balance. And uh, when you're going to be in, and you don't want your body to be in these poor postures for really long times, because it does produce changes in the spine and it does, it can eventually create problems that gives us pain. So we want to make sure, like, even when we're, we're sitting to make sure that we have, like, I always use like a lumbar roll or something to put behind my back so that I can maintain a good posture while I'm sitting. Um, other things that I always recommend, I don't know if I have pictures on, can't remember if I did on this one or not, is even standing and working are good options of, um, so that you're not always in just one position. Or if you're gonna be on calls, like you have a conference call, maybe you can take the call and go for a walk. 
So our body craves movement, trying to find ways where we can continue to, to keep it moving and we're not always in these static postures. So these are the most, like when I have someone that comes to the office and I'm like, they've been to physical therapy somewhere else. And I'm like, um, so you've been to physical therapy. Let me guess what exercises you did. Bring the knee to the chest, move the leg side to side, hamstring stretch and figure four. They're like, oh my God, how did you know? And I'm like, because that's the cookie cutter exercises. People think that the tightness in their back needs to be stretched. So they bring their knees to their chest, um, which is not, not which is not what we need to be doing. It, the tightness is the symptom or they'll move their, their legs side to side. So they'll move, um, you know, in, in this position right here um, because they're trying to stretch the muscles in the back or their hamstrings are tight. So we're going to stretch the hamstrings and our hips hurt because the pain get, can refer into the hip, which creates the muscle tightness. And so we do the figure four stretch. So not to say that we don't use some of these exercises, we do, but there's always a reason behind why we're doing something. And in reality, my favorite exercise, this is the number one exercise that people should be doing daily because what do we do? What do I, have I said the whole entire time that we do? We do 300, 3,500 to 4,000 types of bending forward every single day. So we need to offset that motion and we need to go in the opposite direction. So this is one of the exercises that I recommend people doing. Now, there's times when we're going to have to go and bring our knees to our chest. There's times when I'm going to have to bring my legs over to one side or we have to adjust the movement based off of what we're finding in the evaluation. So there's times when this doesn't work or when this is too much. And that's where, you know, if, if you're trying some of these things that we're suggesting tonight and they don't quite work, then this is why you need to come to a specialist so that they can really do a full evaluation to figure out what's going to be the right dose for you. Maybe it's not doing it lying down. Maybe we have to do it in, in standing. Maybe, um, maybe we have to go in a completely different direction, but we'll, we'll be able to know that in an evaluation, but overall, we do so much bending. We need to offset that motion, have a better balance in our joints. And this exercise is something that people should be doing every day. I do it every day um, in some version because it's because we do so much bending. So what are some of the other healthcare providers? What do they miss? So a big one is lifestyle changes. So they aren't looking at like your habits. So if we know that um, you're bending all the time and the extension exercise that I just showed you in the last picture works, we're going to have to give you education as to, you know what, we need to kind of limit the bending initially. We need to modify your sitting um, so that we can make sure that you have good posture. Um, other things like if you're going to be doing brushing your teeth where we're bending for, we need to modify that. We need to show you a different way of, of doing that exercise because if we go in we're, and the bending is what's making us worse, it's like we have um, a scratch on our arm and we're stabbing that scratch and we keep on stabbing that scratch. We're never going to get better because we keep on stabbing the scratch. So if bending is something that's making us worse and we're always bending, that's like stabbing the scratch. It's not going to get better. So if we can take you in the opposite direction, that will take things off the you know, th areas that are um, kind of injured to allow it to heal because our body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment, just like with the PRP and all those other injections, they're just, they're there to help promote healing um, in a way, just like our, our habits and our lifestyle is the same thing. 
Most people only look at the side of the pain. They never really get to the source of the problem. So if they have back pain, they're only going to look at the back. They're not going to look at the thoracic spine. They're not going to look at the hip. They're not going to look at other areas that potentially could create pain in that area. So you've got to look at the whole big picture. They only look at the injury one way. So they're only doing a massage or they're only doing strengthening. Um, they're not, they're not doing multiple things to really, um, you know, get down to the source of, of what it is. Um, surgery does not give you answers as to why back pain is there in the first place. And so we've got to make sure don't fix that, that you're, you know, cause if you, if you're fixing that with a surgery, your pain will return because that's, you're not getting to what you're doing throughout the day. That's creating some of your problems, which then leads you down to more surgeries. And not giving you solutions to um, really helping you resolve your back pain. So they're not, maybe they're, you're going into a chiropractor, they manipulate you and they go, they walk you out the door and you're like, okay, that's great. But there's no education as to what you can do, what you're doing throughout the day that could be giving you some problems. So that's really what, um, what people miss. So here's one of my success stories. I know we're going to get to Jose, some of Jose's success stories as well, but this was um, a 57-year-old female tennis player who suffered from back pain, and she'd been hurting for years. I mean, this was, um, she still was trying to play tennis, but she was struggling and really hurting. She had tried physical therapy um, with lots of frustrations, um, literally was being pushed to a tech instead of seeing a physical therapist, and they basically were just giving her some core strength and exercises, um, and they weren't working. And so she wasn't getting any better and she was almost getting to the point where she was going to have to stop playing tennis. And she tried acupuncture, she tried massage, no relief. So she was fear, really fearing that like her symptoms, if she didn't cut back from tennis, that they were really going to make her worse. Um, she did have lots of problems with sitting and feeling like she was, you know, a hundred years old when she tried to stand up. I know people have had back pain, know what I'm talking about. Um, and then she said, you know, she really just, didn't want to slow down, but it, cause tennis was a big part of her social life. And then she was going to not only miss her fitness part of it, but she also going to miss the social part of it. So she was desperate to get her life back. And she came in and we, uh, a friend had referred her over to see us. And so it took about three months of talking her in her end to coming in to see us. Cause she was like, oh, I've tried physical therapy. Didn't really work, but she got desperate and she came in and literally like Within four to six weeks, she was pain-free and back to playing tennis um, without having any problems with all the tools that she needed to know on how to fix her symptoms. Now she's like a raving fan. And anytime I'm um, around her, because um, my husband plays tennis all the time. So she's a part of that community that she's literally like introduced me to five people. You've got to go see her. You've got to see her. She's amazing. Um, and that that's what she does. But the it's kind of what we see all the time when people come into our office. They've tried everything, nothing's really worked, um, but we're able to give them some solutions to get it, to get their life back. So Jose, these are your cases. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this uh, 69-year-old female, um, chronic back pain, she's got a couple other underlying issues like autoimmune, um, high blood pressure, pre-diabetic, um, and some mycotoxins. So she had a lot going on, but the back pain was pretty debilitating. Um, and so did a, she, she hadn't done, well, only actually she does, she does uh, PT now, but um, been going to a chiropractor for years and it would feel better, but not, but always get back to baseline of, of the pain. Um, 
And so we did, uh, we did her lower cervical from C3 below, um, thoracic and upper lumbar, as well as the sciatic, uh, sciatic nerve that goes down. Um, no, it's just above the, uh, the hips. But the, so we did these injections. We did a series of injections every two weeks for uh, six weeks. And then um, she got relief with each, which each, each session. <laughs> On the third session, we did PRP and um, her back pain at, before we started treatment was about a seven on a 10, 10 scale. Um, at the end of the last session, it was down to about a two, one, one or two. So she continued with chiropractic therapy uh, and we sent her to do some PT so that she could continue with her healing and support her, support her um, musculoskeletal um, framework and now she's enjoying life again <laughs> and while we're still working on on the uh, mycotoxins and autoimmune that, that takes a little bit longer but the pain you know, she's basically pain-free now the other case study is a 68 year old ENT physician um, with low back pain he discovered polo zone in mexico um he got stepped off the plane and stepped funny and and it, he says his back just went out and he couldn't walk he had to get a wheelchair to go to the hotel through the airport and uh, i guess a friend of his in mexico told him to go to this doctor who does ozone and he had no idea what he was walking into but the doctor there that did the prolozone told him to come back um come in every day that week for two weeks and he got better and better and now when he came he comes back to dallas he travels frequently between mexico and brazil and texas and when he comes back to dallas he comes to see us see us for for maintenance um actually he he had a bike or he was on his bike and i think he just had a a muscle strain um and he came in for prolozone for that muscle strain as well and he said five days later he was back on his bike <laughs> So um, it's uh, very powerful when you utilize it early on and um, with injuries. Um, this one's not listed, but this is a, our latest case study. This is a, uh, I think she's 50, 51 year old female. Um, turns out, well, she's had some pretty severe uh, headache, migraines um, and neck pain and, and upper um, back pain. Um, first time she did it, she we were just doing ozone and we started talking about prolozone and those benefits. And so it uh, turns out she's got mycotoxins and some candida problems as well, but um, to the back pain and migraines, she's no longer having migraines now. Um, we did um, occipital subcutaneous just ozone injections uh, at five points on the occipital part of the head and that knocked out her migraines. And then we also did um, cervical paraspinal ligament and, and the prolozone injections that helped her pain. And then we did some trigger points in her upper back and also paraspinal ligaments. And now she's basically pain-free. And we only did um, two sessions over over two weeks or 
over the past month. Um, so it's very powerful. <laughs> so what do you take from this? Um, most injuries don't require surgery or medications. Um, like I said, we do more than 200% of back surgery in this country compared to other countries. Most of the time, no one gets the source of your problem or why it's happening. MRIs, x-rays don't help in guiding treatment or resolving back pain. See a specialist to help figure out where the source is coming from. Try PRP therapy to help with your healing. Um, there is hope that you can get back to living life. We see it all the time um, in our office, all the time, as well as I know Jose does as well. And uh, um, we have a couple of several options for you. Um, so I know from our perspective, we can sit down and do what we call a free discovery visit, just sitting down to really help you make a better decision about your health. We do have some limited spots because we are, are busy, but we've opened up some spots over the next week, um, for you guys, if anyone wants to sit down and have a conversation. And then if you decide that you want to come in for that full evaluation, where we actually do a whole movement screen, we'll give you a hundred dollars off our valuation price, um, in the next 15 days. Um, so, and where we can get you like help today. And then I know Jose said he would also do a free evaluation if you book this in the next um, 15 days. And I think we have another testimonial. Yes, here. Here's another testimonial from Jose. We have Mary here, who is here for Prolozone. Uh, Mary, what things have you done in the past for your shoulder? I've had steroid shots in my shoulders a couple of different times. Uh, they would last, it would help for a week. And what have you done for you? I've done prolozone on my, my pain away for a long, long time. And then today I got it on my knee a year ago. And it's continued to bother me. But the prolozone helps so much on my shoulder. I decided to come back and do it in my knee today. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And then this is a client that um, we saw. Um, I know you can't read all of it, but. He'd had back pain for 10 years. He basically went through pain management, which means he was just on medications and medications and medications and medications. So much so that he had to go um, to um, uh, basically, um, uh, what do they call it? Where you, uh, he like, uh, like overdosed from medication. So we had to like go through like a whole detox program because that's what he had been doing for the last 10 years. So he found us, um, and uh, we were the only person that said, yeah, we can totally help you. It's going to take a little bit of time because your body's so deconditioned, but we've got to get everything moving at first. And then we've got to slowly integrate you back into being able to um, like exercise again. Like he couldn't even do that. Like he could barely do anything because his, his um, tissues were so deconditioned. So we got everything resolved and started slowly getting him back to the gym and um, doing more and more. Now he like does Pilates and he's like completely ripped and has no pain and is doing amazing. But um, it's just, you know, I like to share these stories because this is so many people that are out there. We see stuff like this all the time coming through our office and it makes me so mad because I know that, that we can help. And I know that there's, um, there's people out there that can help. It's just, there's not enough um, at least there's not enough people out there that will actually help. I mean, if you go into our, our whole medical system, it's, it's horrible. They don't spend time with you. They push you off. And, um, you know, if you go to another physical therapy places, you're seeing, you know, two, three patients at the same time and half the time a tech is going through your exercises versus sitting down and having a conversation and going, this is what we want you to work on. Let's do a little bit of manual stuff so that we can get you over the hump um, and guide you through this process. That's what we should be doing. We should be guiding you through the process of getting you back to what you do. 
And again, just want to let you know, um, you should be getting an email too in your inbox here shortly that says it's kind of the same thing. So we have a free back pain report that you can get. Um, and in that email, you can click on it to, to get that free report. Um, you can also talk to one of our specialists for a free discovery visit, like we said, where we can really help you make a better decision about your health, about what's going on with you. And if you decide that you want to come in for a full evaluation, we'll, we'll take $100 off over um, of that evaluation price over the next 15 days. Um, and then Jose also said that he um, will do a free evaluation if you book that in the next 15 days. And again, all that should be in an email. Um, so that you can get that information um, to be able to call us. If not, there's, there is Jose's phone number is right down there and you see our phone number um, on this slide as well. You can kind of jot it down or just shoot us an email if you didn't get it and we can definitely send that stuff to you. Um, I know we had a question um, and we'll open up to more questions here in a second, but um, one of the questions that I had from um, one of our uh, participants was, you know, are there basic exercises that are safe for any type of back pain or should you always and only do that are tailored specific to your pain or area or trouble that you're experiencing? So it really kind of depends. Like if you're not really having much back pain, you know, I, I just staying active and moving is going to be fantastic. I love yoga. Um, I love Pilates, but you have to remember just like with the sitting, if we're doing something repetitively in one direction, we need to offset that. So if you're in a yoga class and they're doing a lot of bending type exercises, make sure you're reversing that motion and doing extension. Most of the instructors are pretty good at moving you um, and going in the opposite direction, but ever so often you find ones that are not. <laughs> but overall, um, you know, movement is going to be good. Now, if you have back pain, there are going to be specific exercises that you need to do. Um, and typically if you've had back pain in the past and like, let's say you've come to my office um, and you've been treated by one of our therapists, usually we'll be like, okay, we want you to continue this one exercise or these two exercises. Um, you know, just continue doing them once a day for the rest of your life or every other day or whatever. Or if you, if you're noticing that you're having some symptoms, go in and do these exercises um, and it will take care of it. And almost always it does ever so often it doesn't because usually there's something else that's going on. That's when they know to call our office and we'll go through another valuation up. Oh, we found something new um, that we can get some resolution for. So yes, um, if you're having back pain, there are usually some specific exercises that are going to be tailored to you. But if you're just, if you're not, if you're not really having anything, I would, I mean, stay moving. Walking's fantastic. Doing strengthening exercises are going to be fantastic. Um, they shouldn't really bother you. So I'm going to stop the recording and um, open it up for other questions that um, people may have. Hey, y'all. I'm Catherine, the Client Relations Manager. I hope you enjoyed the information in this podcast. If you are looking for more information to figure out how to fix your back pain, click on the link below for our back pain ebook. And if you would like to talk to one of our specialists. You can also click on the link below for a free discovery visit if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Thank you.